Welcome, welcome back to Rise to Liberty podcast. Today, I am joined by Brandon Castretta, right? Caserta. 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 Um, so you have been kind of through the ringer the past few years. Um, do you kind of want to just give a quick rundown? Uh, I guess the cliff yeah. notes of really what, what you've been through. Yeah, so uh, I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, uh, grew up there. And back in 2020, when the whole COVID-19 stuff was going on, uh, I was framed essentially in a fake conspiracy that the, the feds created. You know, they kind of send informants and infiltrate, uh, you know, certain militia groups and stuff like that. There's a lot of different factions of that. But uh my case was one where they tried to say that I was conspiring to kidnap the governor of Michigan, you know, and that ultimately I got, I got acquitted from that, but I spent 18 months in prison fighting the case, ultimately took it to trial and won, which proved that the government was entrapping people um, and creating crime, right? Creating fake conspiracies. And uh, I was acquitted in April of 2022. I was arrested October 7th of 2020. And even ever since I've been out of jail, uh, my, you know, I've, my rights are restored. I've seen, I don't have a criminal record or anything like that. Uh, bad things are still happening to me. Uh, they're, they're fabricating, not necessarily the feds, but it seems like the feds are involved. The feds are definitely involved with still running surveillance on me. Um, they have me on a list. I'm definitely on a list because I was just arrested a couple months ago by a gigantic tactical squad for like some bullshit misdemeanor charge that was a lie and created. They're, they're putting people in my life, in my life that are informing on me. Um, they're spending a lot of effort to try to get me trapped up again. And so far they failed every single time. Oh, I'm st stuck on mute there. Um, so that's not quite the normal story. Most people that get taken down by the feds get taken down. Uh, e yeah. Even if it's uh, a plot against them that's completely made up, which seems to happen quite a bit. Uh, it seems to be the feds MO. So yeah, absolutely. They have a 99% conviction rate in the federal court Ooh. system. So it's rare <laughs> that you, that so you get out. What? What do you think made your case so lucky? Is it literally just because they had nothing? Um, I think there's a few things. You know, I could go down like a spiritual road with it in truth, right? Like of my belief of truth and doing the right thing and stuff like that. And at the same time, evil has within itself the seed of its own destruction. So... these human beings with this mind virus that believe they have some sort of, you know, authentic right to govern other people, they, that type of action in the world ultimately has its own, creates its own demise, you know? And I think with this situation, particularly with me, there was not one thing that I ever did that was illegal. I never broke the law and it was easy to, see that they were trying to incorporate me as a character in this play and using using visuals like my looks my tattoos you know and using the, the words that i say like my definitions of the second amendment or my training right to just put me up on on the screen at trial and say look at him he has a short barrel rifle look at him training and then look at his tattoos and then look at what he says about police right but i'm just saying shit that's true and i think the jury realized like, okay, well, maybe that might be a little bit offensive, but he didn't conspire to kidnap the governor and what he's saying is true. So, you know, that was the charge. And we focused on that. Like, did I agree to conspire to kidnap the governor of Michigan? And at no point at all whatsoever, did I ever agree to that? Did I say offensive shit about cops? Yup. You know, did I say offensive shit about politicians? Yup, sure did. That's all protected speech. But I never agreed or conspired or performed any sort of overact to complete that action. And the feds knew that. And so, therefore, I was acquitted. 
but I take it they were trying super hard because like you just said, the, the look of you, uh, the fact that you're into heavy metal, um, the fact that you're training with yeah. a rifle, you know, which the feds have gone with I'll this tell you narrative. How... They, they've gone I'll with this narrative. How far they that, went. Uh... Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah, I mean, they went so as far as to, I'll say this real quick and then you can jump in. They used my books. They used my reading material against yeah. me. They actually, my attorney said, you know what? I hope they bring your books up. You know, I hope they bring your books up. I got, uh, you know, War is a Racket by General Smedley Butler. They put that up there. They put uh, The Most Dangerous super, uh, Superstition by Larkin Rose. They put that up there. They put uh, No Treason, The Constitution of No Authority, Lysander Spooner. They put that up there. They put all this stuff up there, right, this reading material. And, okay, what are you, the thought police, dude? You know what I'm saying? They'll say, we're not the thought police, but here's your books. And then yeah. we're going to use that against you in court. Okay, fuck out of here, man. I think it's interesting because they've been going with a narrative that it's just like white supremacy is like the greatest threat to this country. And it's always just white males with guns. And it's kind of been that way since the 90s. Um, yeah. And it just kind of seems like they had to double down on that because of whatever else was going on politically. And then you just fit that mold perfectly, even though they had this already set up before you were even in the picture. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, unfortunately, there's so much evidence that is available in the discovery that wasn't actually able to come into court, you know, because these lead agents involved in orchestrating this multi-statewide federal case, um, we came to learn that they had financial incentive to do so, that they actually had private companies separate outside of their normal FBI job. And they're using that to funnel money in and collect data on people and run surveillance and do all these things. And they actually planned, and his name's Jason Chambers. You can look him up. He's a tech guy. He's still an FBI agent, as far as I can tell. These agents that were involved were Jason Chambers, Henrik Impola, and um, those are the main ones. Dan Chappell is the informant. And I'm going to name these guys. If, if they did such a great job, right, then let's put your name out there. You know, um, anyways, they had financial incentives, like, for example, in order to get a TEI, that is called a terrorist enterprise investigation. That is the largest investigation that you can launch on anything, you know, as far as terrorism or domestic terrorism goes, you know, so you get a massive amount of funding. There's a bunch of like rules and shit that you can kind of just bypass, you know, it's like, oh, well, this is serious. So like our normal constitution type shit, that's out the window, right? So it's all Patriot Jason Act Chambers stuff. Planned. Yes, exactly. It's all Patriot Act stuff and PACCON and stuff like that. And they're able to conduct that if they get approval for the TEI. And there's you know, Jason Chambers is telling his other officers, like, you know, I don't care if they don't give me approval for the TEI. You know, I'm going to beat them over the head with it until they comply. I don't care if they sign off on it or not. You know, I'm going to get that TEI, you know, and it's like, well, why do you want this TEI? There isn't a TEI happening, <laughs> you know, but like you have an incentive. Right. And then he's having conversations with other people like, yeah, dude, I plan on leaving the FBI and getting extra intel set up, which is his private company. Um, uh, set up that, uh, you know, so greasy. he can kind of, right, right. And these dudes are all doing this shit to advance their careers, you know, to get yeah. more money and advance their careers. Uh, it's sickening. Yeah. And they're doing it at the expense of people like you and people like you can uh, go ahead and sit in prison for something you didn't do for the rest of your life, or, you know, you get out and your life is still ruined but their life is good because they screwed everyone over on the way up. Right. Yep, exactly. They, they're not, they're pretending to protect, but ultimately they're looking at us as peasantry. Like we're lower than them. You know, I'm just a stupid, poor militia guy who thinks he's tough or something. You know what I'm saying? But they're obsessed with me. They're obsessed with what I think and what I believe and what I have to say. They want to silence that. You know, that's why me and Christina are working on a documentary 
to expose their corruption and what they're doing. It's so blatantly obvious. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just in a long line with what happens with the FBI specifically, uh, all the way back since the seventies at the, uh, the, the church committee, um, you know, when we learned about MK ultra operation, mockingbird, all of these things, co co Intel pro, like it just keeps happening over and over and over again. And it's, it's not just, you know, setting people up like you, um, and, and, and the other guys that were involved as well, but it's, it's doing everything just practically illegal. It's in my opinion, just a complete, uh, like a gang with a badge. I don't, I don't see any difference other than the fact that they get, uh, you know, blanket coverage from, you know, the largest gang in the world, the U S government. So they, they get their protection. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, they have that. They have that protection. Well, really, it is because, you know, I've talked to a few FBI dudes, you know what I'm saying? And I've, you know, when I was locked up, I've talked to marshals, you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that when they're transporting you back and forth, you know? And it is, it's like, you know, not every single one, like, I'm an anarchist, so, you know, I lean towards that libertarian anarchist type, no government, right? I, we'd be better off volunteering, Same. that type of thing. So ultimately, like, the state is immoral violence and slavery. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like if you're participating in that, not good. Um, because in principle, that's ultimately what it is. But, uh, you know, not every single one of these guys, these agents, right, are necessarily, like, about that. They might be, like, kind of libertarian or, like, you know, pro second brain because they haven't done enough research like completely understand their own beliefs and they don't see the inconsistencies but it's a culture within the fbi of dudes that have this same mentality right so when they look at militia guys they classify them they have certain classification protocols that they classify these people in based on their ideology right while they tell you they're not the thought police but it's the exact same thing that they are. You know what I'm saying? You could easily use their own protocol to classify them as statist authoritarian. You know what I'm saying? Um, violent gang member or some shit. And then go back and see all the violence they've conducted on people who are innocent. You know? And uh, there's a disconnect there. But it's like what I'm trying to say is it's a culture specifically in there. And this culture is growing and growing and growing and expanding in the executive branch because they have the ability to initiate force. Um, it's getting kind of out of hand and they're starting to take over fucking the judicial side and like no one's really trying to check them and they're, they're the dudes with guns, bro. So what are you going to do? You know? Yeah, exactly. They're, they've, they've got all the institutions and everything and you know, that's, that's why I, I totally agree with the militia movement. Um, you know, I was briefly involved out here in my state of Utah, uh, for a little bit, uh, with our state militia, there's just some weird shit that happened with that. So, you know, I dipped nothing, nothing like this kind of weird though, but, <laughs> um, but then, you know, I was briefly involved with the Oath Keepers, you know, that's something I'm into. It's something I support. And I think it's more needed now, but now there's also this concern of things like what happened to you. Um, so that kind of leads me to, to want to ask you, what do you think a good way to move forward is? Because obviously we still have to have the ability to assemble and, and to gather and be able to exercise our rights. But now we definitely have this immediate threat of the feds infiltrating uh even i swear they would probably infiltrate a church group of old ladies doing it like a potluck oh yeah absolutely well first of all knowledge we have to be aware of it and we have to know that it's there and we can't let that deter us from trusting people as well you know you have to do some research and, and sometimes you might not really be able to figure this out unless you've been through it like me, but I can tell whether someone is probably a Fed or not 
there's going to be certain things that they do. And, and you might not be able to tell everyone, but if they're trying to build something on you, nine times out of 10, they're trying to build a case. Uh, they're either going to build a case or they're going to straight up off you, like off the books, you know? So you got to be aware of that. Um, so they're going to need to ask you questions and certain things. If they, they love convicting people. So they would, they would, instead of like just offing you, they would rather just see you rotten page so they really want to do that like and they want to do it the best that they can you know and look good it's all for their ego and presentation like yeah we know we got this guy you know what i'm saying haha and then they can walk out of the courtroom well you got to pay attention to like certain questions that they're asking like they'll try to get you to talk about certain things that are anti-government right or make a plan or something it has to be something kind of concrete or you know conduct an overt act of some sort whether they lie to you about where you're going or not yeah if you're there they can still use it against you you know for direct action right right no calls for direct action and you know when you're when you're speaking only talk about defense and make sure you use the word defense provide that context in there when you're talking when we're talking about this type of shit make sure you're clear about it defense defense self-defense defending nothing about offense and if you talk about anything that's a reaction to offense clarify that it's defense you know and be self-sufficient make sure that like your life is set up in a way where you're as least dependent on the state as possible and you have a network of people that you can rely on for self-defense or food or anything like that we can still live in a modern society with electronics and cars and vehicles or you know, whatever, but still have that backup set up in case that shit kind of falls through. And um, it's good to have whether the power grid's on or not. So has this kind of like ruined your interest, your personal interest of being involved in or just being around people like that, not necessarily in a militia, but because I know you weren't kind of like, actually in in the thick of things you were kind of adjacent to it but that was still just enough for them um but has that kind of because of what you went through has that kind of turned you off for a bit well not not for training purposes um that was the first kind of (laughs) that was like the first type of uh, experience that i've had like that with like meeting a group of dudes and going out and training and stuff um and that kind of type of militia thing i was never like the philosophy behind that of two-way is like spot on like i'm all about that you know um but as an anarchist like these like kind of official state militias or whatever like that's cool it doesn't bother me you know what i mean i don't necessarily like get involved in that i'm more you know i would like to have like a group of friends like a tight-knit it's a little community that all trains in self-defense and learns self-sufficiency and stuff. But I never did protest. I never went out and did anything like that. And, you know, I don't necessarily uh, uh, agree with it. It doesn't bother me, but I understand like what the state is. And I know like going up to them and saying, Hey, will you please like give me my rights? Doesn't actually do anything. They're either going to use violence against you or they're not. They're going to fuck you up or they're not, you know what I'm saying? So you need to understand that and just be prepared, you know, because there's small usurpations continuously happening, right? We have to bring awareness to that, but really you should be preparing for like the ultimate thing. And a lot of this little shit, it does, it, it'll matter when it builds up, but ultimately that shit doesn't, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to matter. You need to be prepared for when, like, something actually really fucking goes down. Yeah. And may- maybe you will agree with this statement, but a lot of people tend to paint anarchists or people who are into 2A, uh, into getting out there and training, or even just, you know, wanting to have a 72-hour kit or something they, they kind of paint them as these like super violent people. And I'll tell you first thing, violence is the last thing I want. It, exactly. 
it it is it not on my radar. I'm going to avoid it at all costs. And if it were ever to come to that point, it would be in self-defense because that's the only time I view it as justified. Um, you never throw the first punch. You know, I got taught that from a young age. And uh, it just, it's really interesting, this perception of what people have of uh, anarchy specifically. Um, I got... <laughs> I got called a nut job just the other day for just casting doubt upon the great state and its uh, questionable <laughs> motives towards us. And I was like, oh boy, if I'm a nut job for that, like, what am I if I advocate for the abolition of it completely? <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, they it was like a Karen moment. Like, oh my God. <laughs> the Agent Smith effect just came right in on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just really interesting that people have that. It's I'm I'm not sure what it is. It I want to be left alone. Right. I know I know exactly what that is. That's the conditioning through either propaganda, um, the education system, and even other peers and other human beings. You know, the state is an extremely powerful religion. It's an extremely powerful belief system that people who believe in other religions will do what the government tells them to do over their other like religion that they believe in that they say is superior, you know. But if an agent yeah. of the state comes up and he issues a command, deep down you know that that command is backed up by violence. You know, you're deaf if you don't comply. I don't care it what it starts with a letter, and it ends mm -hmm. with your life. And people, there's a disconnect with that because people don't want to admit that they're wrong and they don't want to admit of what's really going on in the world, you know, and they, they don't want to change themselves. And that conditioning comes up when you talk about their God not being there, you know, their superior God that protects everybody and, you know, uses your money for your own benefit and cares about you and loves you. But at the same time, they'll admit, well, yeah, I don't trust politicians. They're nasty fucking snakes. You know, it's like, well, that's who you're telling to govern. They just don't understand philosophy or morality that much. They think morality is like this vague thing that can be determined based on, you know, someone's perception and why think about that i got too much shit going on i gotta go to work i gotta pay my bills yeah. you know my kids acting up in school you ain't getting good grades whatever it is there's so many other distractions that they love you to focus on and don't worry we got it don't pay attention to us but the second you bring it's up something about anyways. freedom you're crazy boring. right 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 it's boring until you know it it comes to them you know back to blue until it happens to you bro yep yeah it's it's interesting though, because tactically speaking, violence against an organization whose only move is violence would not work. That they know how to respond to that. And so the the act of any resistance actually using violence against them would be entirely retarded. Yeah, that's also what they want though, too. Like they want it, mm -hmm. like lately they've been trying to push me into into violence you know what i'm saying they want that so they can justify using whatever force you know to put you in a situation to blast you you know yeah. and ultimately non-violence like you were saying non-violence is the way to go i'm a completely non-violent person you know violence means the violation of rights violence you know that is a violation of natural rights when violence is conducted rights are violated you know and i am anti-violence but they have to switch it and make sure that you think that what i'm talking about with it which is truth and self-defense that's violence but what they're doing which is actual violence is not that's defending you <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um and they have to so it's just words there's a lot of government words and verbiage that they use to trick you into thinking that certain things mean 
the opposite of what they actually need. Yeah, I've I've always said that language control is mind control. As soon as they can control what words uh, can be used, can't be used, or what those words mean, then they they've already got you. Oh yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. So, one thing I I, I kind of wanted to get into a little bit was where did your anarchist journey begin? Because obviously we all didn't come out as anarchists. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, you know, it probably started in like 2016, 2017, something like that. And I just, I realized, so I'm 35 right now. <clears throat> so back then, you know, I had some kind of life-changing moments that made me realize like, dude, you got to switch some stuff up. And I had to get get that accountability for myself to become the man that I wanted to be you know, the person I thought that I could become. Because at that time, I knew that I wasn't the type of man. I wasn't a man. I wasn't, you know, and that's something that a lot of people can't admit. So I started that journey. And, you know, I've always listened to people like Mark Passio. Uh, you know, I like Jordan Peterson. There's things about any people, any person that you can talk about that might be some disagreements or you don't like or whatever. Like, I don't fucking pay attention to that shit. There's these people have good information out there. You don't have to believe everything yeah. that they say and be like on their side. I'm on my side. You know yep. what I'm saying? But if I know I can discern truth when it's being spoken. So got into Mark Passio. Larkin Rose was someone who really helped me uh, wake up. And it's something that I already kind of knew, but I've just never had anyone explain it because when I was younger, you know, I remember, <laughs> I remember my first job I got, right? And I got home and I opened up the check and I'm like asking my mom, like, what is, <laughs> I thought I, I was supposed to make this. And she's like, no, that's taxes. That's what that is. And I instantly said, I said, dude, they're robbing me of my money. They're just taking it. You know, what, yeah. what am I actually getting from this? You know, and then that's, kind of I always knew that in the back of my mind but nobody else in my life understood so I'm like dude I can't be crazy though like how does everyone not see this shit like we're fucking slaves man there's these other people that are fucking controlling us and no one fucking knows so that's when my journey kind of started then once I realized there was other people out there that could actually articulate it and explain it I was like oh yep dude this is this is what I've known my whole life, you know, and I, I did feel some relief. And then that's when I started going into the philosophy stuff, but also doing that deep shadow work, that spiritual work to heal all of my past trauma and all that shit to actually become a better person. Yeah. So who, who were some, I, I know you named a couple, uh, Larkin Rose was definitely a, a big influence on me. So my, my journey started with Ron Paul. Um, luckily, I was and in the right moment at the right time to see him on the debate stage when he, uh, you know, that, that famous clip of him against Giuliani saying why we were attacked on 9-11. And, like, the whole Republican crowd was like, boo! You know, him saying it's not because of our freedoms, because of our foreign policy. And Giuliani just freaked out on him, but Luckily, it kind of kind of the same thing. These were things I had always known. I mean, taught from a very young age that theft is wrong and what theft is. And so, I don't know. It's it's just kind of interesting. Uh, later on, I was able to uh, pick up some other books. Ended up getting, uh, of course, left and right anarchists and kind of finding my own path down uh, down to anarcho-capitalism, but it's it's just kind of interesting. It does seem like these are innate qualities in society and people. Um, we all know stealing is bad. Um, well, most of us, I would say. And I think they make, society tends to make it more complicated. So it's like, oh, well, it's it's not that easy. And it's like, no, it, it is that easy. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's all about justification, though, too, with people's fears get in the way. It, they fear they fear the unknown. It's them not knowing what would happen without this thing there. And you got to convince them. It's like, dude, you got to understand that having this thing here is worse than not having it there. But you're imagining if it's it not being there, and it's scary because you don't know. You can't definitively say what it's going to be, you know. And so you just assume that it's going to be worse. So the whole ends justify the means type thing. It's like. Well, I'm going to initiate violence against you because violence could be uh, initiated even more or worse. You know, it's like, no, initiating violence is not okay. Like, you can't just fuck me up because you think um, somewhere in the future some fucking up might happen worse. You know, there has to be a level of discernment that happens. And that that doesn't mean like, oh, you wait for someone to punch you in the face or something. Like, no, but it, it, it does mean that, like, yeah, someone doesn't have a right to, like, trespass on your property, but just because, like, someone, like, puts their foot on your property, that doesn't mean you have the right to just blast them, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah. I'm just, I did it because I thought he was going to come up here. It's like, dude, yes, you got to understand rights, but there also has to be, like, like, taking all of our property and our money that people wouldn't participate in society. And it's like, dude, people don't participate in society because government, they're taking the yep. money and giving it to them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, if we didn't have like this taxation and stuff, like people wouldn't pay for the roads or do anything like that. I said, how many people do you know, like might sell drugs or something or don't work a job at all. And they're just driving cars and using, you know, uh, using resources and not really giving anything back. Yeah, that's going to happen. But I'm telling you, like, if we had way more money and we had all of our money, everyone wouldn't have a problem saying, or most people wouldn't have a problem saying, you know what, I want to get from point A to point B. I'm going to throw this company 20 bucks to make sure that this road is fucking good Yeah. while I'm there. All the businesses that are around us, businesses want people to come in and drive to them and get there safely and be able to exit properly. They have an incentive to make sure that roads are good. Like everybody does, there's shit that we need. And there's going to be some bums who might not participate, you know what I'm saying? And we can think about something else. But just saying that, well, we're not sure how things would work. So we're just going to initiate violence and theft against everyone and then, you know, figure it out later. It's all a scam, bro. It's all a scam. And they're just dancing around pretending to actually care about you and these people don't give a fuck about us bro you can't you can't sit there you're not so spiritual that you're like i genuinely care about these people that i don't know you know what i'm saying you're a politician bro fuck out of here dude even the wine moms that vote for these politicians you know i'm i'm involved in my local uh state lp here uh and my county lp but it's it's always interesting talking to some people because they reject the idea that there could be any other solution. And for one, I it's always a fallacy to say, oh, well, you know, you don't have every single answer to my question of what might possibly happen sometime, maybe. So therefore, your your solution is invalid. But I always compare it to uh, what it was like in the 1860s when you know, free the slaves in the South, the idea of getting rid of a whole labor force that had to have scared the shit out of everybody because they were like, well, what are we going to do? There, there's no solution to it. But there was a solution to it, farm equipment. So it- Hell yes. It, it bred innovation. And so we, we had a solution to it. And at that time, I bet all kinds of people were, you know, instead of asking who's Who's going to get the roads? Who's going to pick the cotton or bring in the crops or whatever? It's the same question. I personally, I don't care. I don't care who's going to pay for the roads. But what I do understand right now is what's going on is criminal and it's an abuse of human rights. And this, this is just no way to live. Absolutely. No way. I've, 
I'm glad you brought that example up, dude. I forgot about that. That's one of the best examples ever, you know, and, yeah. and, and that for a normal person trying to heal, dude, that for someone who's open to grow and, and, and move forward in life, you're going to hear that and you're going to go, oh shit, it's going to hit you like a sledgehammer in your head. And you're going to go, damn, I cannot hold that belief that I want to right now. I got to yeah. let that shit go because what this dude just said right here is the truth. And that makes sense. That's exactly what's happening now, you know, and that's why free market is where it's at, bro. That is a system where it governs itself and it, we need each other to survive, dude. We need each other to work together to do things, to make things happen, you know? And yeah. the free market is this, like, self-governing thing <laughs> that makes sure that people can, can do the right thing. And it's like, if you don't agree with something, you don't have to participate in it, you know? Just, yeah. oh, well, this business, what if someone puts poison in their food? Okay, well, no one's probably going to buy it that because they're going to realize that someone is poison or whatever but people can say yeah i'm not going to fuck with that i'm not going to do that i'm going to go over here instead you know and people want others to you know help them make money and and shit like that so it's uh it's just a lack of understanding these people are just kind of move around in life and they don't pay attention to what's going on man they, they've lost their purpose which has to do with certain chemicals and Oh, yeah. you know, the status propaganda and all that shit. But, you know, I think we're moving forward, bro, because like just people like us can sit. We're using technology better than they are. The The mainstream media is a dying entity. They're irrelevant, bro. They're just being yeah. funded by the government at this point and they're losing to us. This is why they're ramping up the shit so much more and trying to go after people like me and whoever because yeah. they're scared of what we have to say because we're dropping them fucking truth bombs, bro. Yeah, I, you know, I think it comes from a, a genuine, I don't know, maybe a misunderstanding, but also like a hatred of other people because when I get down to the core argument of why these people don't want, you know, like a no tax system, even just get rid of the IRS, you know, for argument's sake, and they're not even okay with that because they don't trust their neighbor. I hear it all the time. I don't trust my neighbor. And it's like, well, okay, well, I don't trust my neighbor. And my neighbor's a politician. <laughs> and he has a lot more power than the person getting taxed. So where where are we at on this argument? Because we, we can take it from your side, and I'm still probably going to win. But you're just going to get mad and stomp off. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's what's part of, you know, people needing to grow up too, because the whole thing of them not trusting their neighbor, like, yeah, I don't trust people either all the time, but like we're adults, but I also take precautionary measures to protect myself. I'm not advocating that. I, I know it's a, it's a, a duty and a right for me to know how to protect myself, right? It's about being an adult. Well, these people, they don't want to take that responsibility into consideration. They want someone else to do it for them. And that's ultimately what they justify in their mind of, you know, asking someone else to initiate violence against someone on their own behalf because they're too cowardly to do it themselves, you know, because they haven't, they either don't want to figure out how to protect themselves or, you know, be a real adult and face reality and accept it for what it is or they justify saying well it's a fear-based mindset well i would rather just ask this other person to do something that i know i don't have a right to do because i'm scared of what would happen if i didn't do that <laughs> you know it's yeah. like okay it doesn't even make your your entire life is a lie bro and you don't realize it and you need to wake up because uh human freedom and human beings lives dude are at stake because of the bullshit that you fucking believe in yeah i mean government is the number one killer in the 20th or 21st century 20th yeah 20th century and yeah the fact that we had to invent a new word to describe that very thing and democide is yep. absolutely incredible and should be shocking to everyone and 
and I like I I would look at that and be like the number one killer, huh? Like out of everything, and it's the number one killer of everything combined. <laughs> so it's yeah, uh, and that's I I, I don't understand war. the love. Yeah, yeah, there there yeah, isn't just, any love, and you know. And I don't trust my neighbors 100%, but here's the thing. I have, like, tiers of trust. Like, I'm not going to trust my neighbor with something that I'm going to trust my wife with, you know? Um, I might, you right. know, if I'm going out for a weekend, for a weekend trip or something, I might ask my neighbor to get my mail for me. That's something I would trust my neighbor with or, you know, uh, our neighbor had us watch her dogs one time. That's the kind of neighborly thing. But I'm not going to, you know, trust her with, like, my bank account. Like, and nothing against her. It's just a boundary, you know? Yeah. And when we ask, like, people, when, when they talk about, like, they don't trust their neighbor, I always like to ask them, like, like, what do you not trust them with? Like, what is it specifically? And they'll always give you, like, some super crazy example. Like, well, if government wasn't there, then my neighbor would just come over and blast me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what are you talking about? Why doesn't he about? do that now? Like, what's stopping your neighbor from doing that right? Right. Why doesn't he do it now? Like, okay, so just other men with guns, that's stopping it? So what if you had a gun? Do you think that would deter him? You know what I'm saying? Probably do that to everyone and end everyone's life on the planet? Like, someone's going to do something, right? The issue is, is the state will get in the way of that and actually prosecute or prevent um, that situation from, from actually happening. You know, a lot of things could be handled way better, not even just with violence, you know what I'm saying, or defensive force, but things could be handled. Uh, the government gets in the way of it and makes it cost more and actually hurts more people, you know. But usually when you get down to the literal specific thing, they're not even entirely sure what their neighbor, what, what they don't trust about their neighbor, because then you can ask them, okay, well, if the government didn't exist and there wasn't, you know, what you would call police officers, if the government wasn't there, would you just go randomly blast your neighbor? You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, they're like, no, no, of course I wouldn't. It's like, okay, so essentially everyone else is just going to blast you, but you're not going to blast anybody. Do you see where your ego is in the way? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Isn't, aren't you kind of similar to your neighbor? You guys both work, right? You guys both eat food. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has an incentive to live. Is he suicidal or something? You know, it's, it's, he's, not, he's not trying to do that, you know? So it's just an irrational, stupid fucking belief that they have in their mind of if daddy's not home, the monsters are going to eat because they're a fucking yep. child. Yeah, that, that's, that's really well said. Um, you know, I've, I've been on this, this, uh, kick lately, I, I guess it's kind of where I've been going with, with what I'm doing in, uh, trying to spread Liberty. I'm just pushing this exit their system and build our own system. Um, because as long as we are working within their system, we're, we're always going to lose. And it, we've got the, the deck stacked against us at this point. And it's just like, let's let's just uh, go back to uh, some sort of agorism. Um, start uh, like, I personally, I go buy my milk directly from a farmer. I go buy my eggs directly from a farmer, and I just pay them. I have no middleman. I don't go to the grocery store. Well, I I do for some things, but I've made the choice to do other things outside the system, and to pay for, you know, use things like gold backs and, you know, I do other things outside just because I know it's going to be peaceful and I'm working with another individual who has the same interest and, uh, you know, giving me a, uh, a service or a product and I'm going to exchange, you know, some form of value for that. And there's people out there that are really working on getting more of a modern infrastructure because that it can be done 
Uh, it's not going to be easy, but it can be done and it's peaceful. Um, and until, you know, it's not, but that's a bridge that we'd cross when we get to it. Right. Right. I think that's, yeah, absolutely. I think that's why, you know, I think one of the most important things, money is not evil, dude. It's not, it's not bad. It's, you know, the tool, it's a tool, you know, the person who's using it, they need to understand it. But, you know, there could be, we don't have to use violence. The state, dude, listen, and this is why I tell everybody, disconnect from the money system. Disconnect from their money system, right? Exchange value between consensually between people who want to do that if we can disconnect from their money system right then understand what they are and what it is there's way more of us than them way more dude you have this tiny little thing that is controlling all these people you disconnect from the money and make it to where they can't dip into your shit okay they might try to come after you physically right well you're going to come after what all of us you know what I'm saying? There's nothing they could do, bro. We could just be like, oh, yeah. you? Oh, whatever. Fuck you, bro. Later. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, well, everyone doesn't even think that we have a right to do this. So, like, what's up? It's like, well, you can either drop a hydrogen bomb on everyone and just murder everyone or just accept the fact that you don't have any fucking control anymore, bro. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's up. And that's going to be dealt with in the free market. And you're just going to be ignored into irrelevance and forgotten about you're going to either have to align with freedom or you know live a miserable life so here here in the state of utah that like one of the big issues right in the state is uh school choice right now like it's it's we just had a, a school choice bill uh get passed you know, there were some concessions made on both sides, but ultimately I think the school choice people won out in the, in the long run and the liberals are pissed. They are so pissed because it's just like giving up any ounce of control over the education system at all. And I've been arguing still with people, if your school is so good, just compete in the market. That's all you have to do because if, your school is that great. Your teachers are that great. Everyone's going to want to pay for them voluntarily. Yeah. It's that is it's yeah. it's that simple. It works off of incentive. Yeah, it is that simple. It's so easy to get. You know, we got to break the conditioning of these people. You know, it's it's hard. You can't go up to someone who's been believing in a religion their entire life. And then just lay a list of facts out like, hey, this is why your religion's bullshit. Like, they're going to be like, no, I'm not. Even if it's right, even if it's true on their own, that's why using like methods like Larkin Rose does like with candles in the dark, you know, do it through lines of questioning. Let them discover it on their own. This is is a a progress, you know, of, of kind of one person at a time or one group and over time, eventually they'll realize, you know, I mean, they could realize it or they couldn't, right? But I think personally, we are winning. I've, I've met way more people who are essentially looked at the state. They may kind of support it, but they want, they have hope for it, but they are uh, losing respect for it. They're, they're no longer believing as much in the fact that they have the right to take their money and boss them around. You know, and that's and that's a good thing. Yeah, I I entirely agree. You know, I I try to keep my rose colored glasses off because I go back and look at history. Of course, most of history is fake and gay because it was always written by the victors. And so I try to try to keep a grounded perspective, but I do get a little bit of that nostalgia, like looking back. Uh my my favorite time period is the atomic era like the 30s and the 40s and back then even the 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 government told people to grow their own food uh they like they they told them to be self-sufficient and now get the fuck out of here they there's no fucking way they would tell you to do anything like that because they want you so dependent on them so i i just think it's a a really interesting thing because now 
you say anything about like, oh, I can my food or I go to a, a fresh spring to go get water and people look at you cross like, what's wrong with you? Just, just get it at the store. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, uh, it's that kind of lack of personal responsibility, you know, of, and part of it is it's ignorance. They don't understand money. They don't understand how it's used and, and what they're doing with it. You know, I, but I, that's, that's what I do. These, those small things, I, that's why if enough people do it, it's, it's really going to have a huge effect, you know, just doing like, like something like that and, you know, giving it to, giving your money to another person. There are things that we have control over, you know, there are things that we can do differently that in the aggregate, if everybody does it, it will help us significantly. You know, but people don't think it's significant. They think it's a little thing. But when you add up 30, add it up 30 million times, bro, you know what I'm saying? The next thing you know, this business right here is off and running and they're just like, just pumping out value to everybody in services, you know, and then society gets better that way. And we need to seem to make it to where when that business gets up and something good is happening like that, then the state comes in and goes, hey, what's up, bro? Like, we're going to kill you if you don't give us a portion of this. And they can be like, hey, guess what, bro? Fuck off. Not going to happen. And then if they try to do it, everyone in society understands, oh, the government is immoral right there in that situation. They actually don't have a right to do that. And we're going to stop that from happening. Yeah. So it may, maybe you'll agree with this. Um, I've now gotten to the point there for government to exist because i i argue with a lot of minarchists as well it's like well just a little bit of violence targeted towards the right people and it will work just fine um i that's crazy to me but it just seems like without if, if a government were to exist there has to be consequences for when they don't do things correctly um Whatever that consequence may be, I believe, you know, it should be proportional to whatever they do. But right now there's, there's, there's nothing. There's like, they just stay in office, they get more money and nothing ends up happening. And so there's no incentive for them to provide us on anything that they had promised us in their campaign runs or to do a good job at all. I mean, it, there, there's just no incentive for them and then they get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get off here soon, but, um, that's, you can't, you can't delegate a right that you don't have. You can't give somebody, you can't say, Hey, you have the right to rule me against my will and without my consent, but I'm allowed to consensually stop you when I feel like it. It's like, wait a second. So you're telling me I can use force against you against your will but when you change your will i can't use force against you okay do you have a gun no you don't okay you gave me your gun right yeah i did so i have a gun and you don't so you're done bro you're done whatever yeah. you say doesn't matter because in society everyone views them with authority they think authority is real you know they think authority somebody can actually have the right to do things that you don't have a right to do in order to protect you. That doesn't even make any sense. It's not real. It's fake. Everyone has equal rights, you know, and the state has convoluted uh, morality, essentially, and they are essentially dictating what right and wrong is, and anyone who disagrees with them, uh, they get smashed out. So last question, because uh, I know you got to go here in a minute. Um, this is a question I ask all of my guests because I like getting all the different answers. And, you know, at, at, the, uh, at, at the possibility that we might have already answered this, but why does liberty matter in the first place? Liberty matters because... 
human freedom matters. And human freedom matters because life has purpose, you know? And I believe the purpose of life is to become conscious. And becoming conscious, you have to understand what freedom is and you have to understand how important that it is. Because you, it, a society cannot grow and become conscious in a state of duress and slavery. You know, slavery is the controlling, it's the opposite of conscious and liberty, you know? And we have to have an understanding of the ability to do something voluntarily. That's what liberty is. You know, it's, it's the right or the ability to do something that does not initiate harm against somebody else. And that's also what a right is. You know, a right, say I have a right to do this, okay, or this is a wrongdoing, okay, well, that behavior initiated force against that person. That's a wrongdoing. Well, a right, you know, is an action or behavior that does not cause harm to another sentient being. Like, that's what a right is. And everyone has the same right. And you need to know what rights are so that you can know whether or not you have the liberty to do that thing. Do you have the freedom to do it? You know, does it initiate harm or does it not? And then understanding that, then you can live in the world and make the world a better place by not acting immorally. Hey, that's a killer answer. Um, if people want to check you out, where where can they find you? What do you have going on? Yeah, so uh, I need to be making some more TikToks because I know people say a lot of shit about TikTok, but I found some mad truth on TikTok, bro, honestly. So you can find me on there. I got some pretty good videos on there. Um, that is just my name. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, which is my first name, underscore, and then my last name right there at the uh, bottom of the screen. Um, and then uh, I'm going to be starting a new platform called Kinetic Truth. And uh, I'm going to be kind of putting out some more content with that. But you can find me on Facebook, X, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. TikTok, I believe, is Kinetic Truth, Kinetic underscore truth. But just search my name. Um, you'll find me out there. And then if you want to find anything out about uh, the documentary that I'm working on, uh, you can go to kandkfilm.com. And there's a website with uh, the trailer to the documentary and everything like that. Um, check out, uh, and it's called Kidnap and Kill an FBI Terror Plot. And also check out uh, Radix Verum. That's Christina's uh, information. She has a YouTube channel, R-A-D-I or R-A-D-I-X-V-E-R-U-M. And her name is Christina Urso. And check out her material. She's got a lot of material about the case and what happened to me. And we're putting that out there. And uh, the documentary should be coming out within the next four months. So we're just kind of finishing things up right now. Hell yeah. That Honestly, I'm so excited to see it. I've watched the trailer a couple of times. and It looks so good. So, uh, yeah, you dude, can definitely, uh, we're excited. Every, everything that he mentioned, uh, I believe is down in the episode description. I'll double check and make sure that everything is after the stream. Uh, so anything you want to go check out of his, just hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit that share button. Because if you found any value in this, found this to be useful at all, make sure and just send it off to somebody that might also find it valuable. And uh, on that note, we will have a, we actually have a debate coming up. It's going to be anarcho-capitalism versus minarchism. That will be this Friday, I believe. So everyone watch and make sure and check that out. And uh, hey, thanks, Brandon. This is awesome. And hey, uh, thank you, brother. Yeah, anytime. And uh, everyone else, until next time, stay free, my friends.